Okay. So we'll be today. We'll be the panel is on impact, the impact of blockchain, uh, and I think all of you come from different perspectives. Some on the general systemic issues about the ecosystem. Some on very specific industries. Um, and I was just wondering if you could very briefly explain what you think is the current impact of blockchain. How is it already shifting industries? And perhaps also, and then about what do you think is the potential impact if this goes on? Okay. Well, welcome everyone. <laughs> it's been a fantastic day today with, uh, I think, a lot of insightful presentations. I hope it was very insightful for you as well. Um, so now in this panel, we're going to dive deeper into the potential impact of blockchain. Um, there's a lot of potential applications if you look at the UN Sustainable Development Goals, if we're looking at empowerment of marginalized communities, inclusion, and different factors. And we heard a lot of interesting case studies already today. Um, for example, um, for example, just giving refugee identity. Um, it's a very um, prominent case study. We have a lot of refugees currently in Europe, for example. Um, there's an application also in, in Africa to have blockchain um, with a cheap smartphone where transactions are recorded between farmers and farming cooperatives to establish trust, for example, to, between those two communities. And there's a lot of other initiatives globally as well, but I want to hand over the mic to our uh, excellent speakers who can share more about their insights and experiences. Um, they already had very interesting presentations today, but for anyone who was not maybe here earlier, if each of one can very briefly just introduce who you are. Sure. So, okay, so nice to meet you, everyone. <laughs> My name is Jay Kim. Uh, currently, I'm based in Seoul in South Korea. So I'm working, I'm the part of the Startup Accelerator, which is the Ignite Innovators. So part of the, our project, we do uh, blockchain as well. And then the, we also run the foundation, nonprofit foundation, which is the Impact Institute. So we research about the, uh, the different side of the impact investment in the world. And also, we want to collaborate with the uh, technology, something like a blockchain, how we can make an impact in the society. Thank you. So good afternoon again for those of you who are not in my session. My name is Elizabeth Chi. I'm the co-founder of Health Information Traceability, HIT Foundation based out of Switzerland. So we are a non-profit organization uh, that seeks to provide a good platform to incentivize the individuals to digitize, mobilize, maintain, and monetize your health data. So uh, pleased to be here. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Belinda. So I'm the co-founder of Blockchain Project, a PR marketing firm. So I'm also the founding member of the Good Block. So the Good Block aims to demystify blockchain for blockchain for social impact. So we do a lot of offline events, advocacy, education, as well as to hold people accountable for what they say in the white paper. So uh, I hope you guys will join us in this journey as well. Thank you. Okay, so it's a topic that's very close to my heart, to be honest. Because um, at the moment, you know, there's, there's a lot of hype in crypto. But as we heard earlier, Bitcoin is not blockchain. <laughs> um, there's way more in blockchain, as we mentioned, that can be done for real impact initiatives in the future. And as we heard, you don't have to understand the protocols or be a coder to, to get involved in blockchain. There's, but we will touch upon this a bit more later. And we will also open up the panel afterwards to questions. If there's anything from the audience you would like to address with the panel, you're very welcome to. So we will have a short Q&A at the end. <laughs> um, so I'm very lucky to be with those ladies here today. I know they are um, very experienced, very well-traveled globally um, in their projects as well. 
So just to talk about a bit more on impact projects in general, where do you think at the moment would be the largest impact for developments on blockchain and what sectors? Um, largest impacts, firstly, we've already seen it happening in supply chain. So uh, if one of the key things, as I mentioned earlier, the uses of blockchain is actually traceability, uh, defrauding the system and reducing you know, your cost of operation as well as losses due to fraud, counterfeit products. So that is the biggest one that's already happening. The second thing is finance, fintech. You, you may have heard of Ripple where um, blockchain systems have already been used to facilitate interbank settlements. Uh, yeah, and uh, last but not least, I think we talk about um, asset in the real estate space where you can actually tokenize your real estate, uh, put it on the blockchain, the token, and the token value actually rise by 30%. So yeah, uh, and soon healthcare, of course. <laughs> yes, I think the, uh, just according to the UN SDG goal, like 17 goals, I think everyone in different industry, we wanna do something. But so far, I think kind of we, uh, we write white papers and we are going there, but I don't think really real examples so far didn't implement yet. Maybe I don't really know lots of them. So there's a lot of changes potential for fintech, as Liz mentioned. I think what, I, the, in a way, I think the fintech is good because the, all those, in a way, the money will be sent and receive the numbers. So I think the age of data size was just pretty simple and pretty simple to figure it out, etc. So there are lots of changes. But recently, when I see the impact, uh, there are lots of a project like how to govern the countries or, you know, kind of floating island project. And then personally, I came across with a couple of projects is related to the environment. So like, I don't know here, but like for example, in Korea, we do have a lot of project about like kind of uh, we uh, calculate the how many trees we like, you know, plant in the mountain and then they did how much it will help in for the environment while or reduce the carbon, you know, rate, etc. So something like that, I think kind of make a sense more because uh, kind of it's more government project as well. So it's very clear. It's all about tax money, how much we can refund them, how much. So I can see that like a lot of uh, environment issues, I think start to happen in the impact scene. I think fundamentally, uh, to me, the most exciting part is actually identity. Because identity is what makes up uh, everything else. For example, without identity, you can't do a lot of things. Like we can't even go to borrow banks, you can't open wallets. So to me, it's like always this blockchain uh, and enables identity on the personal level. So with identity plus a wallet, it gets you a lot in industry. So looking not just industry on the foundation level, I think identity is the biggest. Um, like I, I feel like it's power to the people. Technology normally, uh, I alienates a lot of people. For example, you need to have a mobile phone to participate in, like, say, the mobile economy. But with blockchain and uh, identity, and anyone can get access to uh, a, a fair, equal, like, fair equal rights to humanity. I think that's the biggest, um, I don't know, like, thing that excites me the most about blockchain, right? No, I agree. Um, as you mentioned, there's a lot of potential for the unbanked. Um, and generally, identity is one of the key topics um, that blockchain can address. Um, so what do you believe, though, would be the key challenges of implementation for, for projects that run um, social impact initiatives? Uh, I think the latter challenge, because we just started it, so I don't think, I think it would be amazing to have a couple of huge cases so that actually we can start to, you know, 
actually how it was implemented. But so far, like obviously Name has a really good product, but lots of projects going on in the world that we just released a white paper and then everyone started to develop. So many of the public chain, like or whether we say public chain or mainnet, uh, we need to wait a couple of years in a way according to their plan. So we can only use them that much. And also I think the I think challenges will be still, I think, very new. Like, you know, you guys are very genuinely nice people who are working in your field, right? But still new for you guys too, right? When you think about blockchain, how we can use it. So I think, yeah, I think there are lots of challenges about, I think more people have to, like, we have to start to talk about rather than talk, actually, we start to, like, make some huge cases, but I think so far we are so early in the beginning, so just we talk about it, so I think we need to make some action. Um, so where I am based, I'm based out of Munich and Switzerland, so Switzerland was the first one to start the Crypto Valley out of Zug. Uh, I see things slightly differently in a sense that while we, we, we know that it's still new in certain countries, it has actually taken up a lot faster in some other countries, um, you know, the key hubs. Uh, what I see as a challenge, actually threefold. Firstly, if you are a social impact project and you're a nonprofit, a lot of the investors, unless they share your cause, they're not interested in investing in you. Uh, and everyone knows that a lot of the money that, w that went into ICOs were all coming from Asia. But a lot of the Asians predominantly, I'm specifically talking about Northeast Asia especially, and even yeah, some parts like even Singapore, investors, are, I call them flippers. The short-term ones were only in for a quick buck, flip, you know, flip the token, sell it off, and then get it. So that's a challenge where I see they need to you know, take a more holistic look at some of these projects that can actually really drive fundamental value. Um, the second thing is, of course, again, when, you, when it comes to adoption, there are just too many people busy building protocols, but not a lot of people really building real projects. And I have, again, investors that tell me, okay, you know, why should I invest in um, dApps, decentralized apps or applications when the protocol is not stable? So my answer to them is that that means you've never deployed anything before because a, a person who's actually technical enough, who, who knows the whole process of deployment, would tell you that a protocol can only be as stable as it gets when you have actually real apps testing, you know, excuse my language, the shit out of it, <laughs> really, to the ground. So just isolating the protocol and not test and, and doing your own so-called, you know, makeshift testing is never going to help that. So we look to you to actually adopt it and know that you don't exactly know, need to know how the blockchain works. Just like when you're buying a car, do you actually need to know where the, where the parts are made from? No. You actually need to know, okay, what brand it is, does, what's the cost of performance, does it actually drive you from A to B, does it function, and that's it. So. You took my answers away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, we can oh. move on to the next yeah, question. Uh, yeah, so I just have something to add on. Uh, a lot of people have this uh, mis conception of like, hey, I'm into blockchain, I'm not into crypto. But I think fundamentally, if you look at the blockchain space, how the blockchain's kept like secure is through incentive. We call it game theory. 
So blockchain is really like a superpower. The way you design your system is how you incentivize people and encourage them to take an action. So I feel like for social impact project, or perhaps this is an area that we can better design the consensus mechanism as we learned just now, or the rules of game. Can we improve in terms of like, if you have to take too, ma too many action to get one incentive, it may not be good for adoption on the app level. So it's really keeping it really simple. So I think that is on the blockchain level of how can you increase adoption. And I agree on this side. Uh, it's really tough for social impact projects to get money through ICO. Generally, ICO really look like the strength of the company, how are you going to make money, you know, how do you pump in more resources back into this economy. But social impact project will be like, hey, you know, like how can I you know, earn more money? I don't want to exploit my people. So I suggest really like to look at uh, multiple ways of funding, even through government initiative in, uh, or through social impact investment fund to bring in like more resources into this space. So for example, I was working with this um, project called EverID. So I did an identity protocol. So what really needed for adoption was that, hey, you know, I have an NPO in uh, Cambodia. I have ID coming in. It's like, but they need to do a pilot project. But who funds this pilot project? Uh, if, unless this company has raised enough funds to go to create a foundation, it's still tough. So, but without this pilot project, how do we know whether this is going to be working out? So I think this is where the funding really comes in and support this ecosystem of the initial proof of concept. And I think only then we can see more blockchain for social impact uh, projects being rolled out. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very important point, Ray. I mean, similar to any impact project, even though it seems there is, it's fairly easy to raise money in this industry at the moment, um, it, you have to have a sustainable business model moving forward with the impact project that you are, that you are starting um, to be actually running in the long term. So that's something to consider always. And as you mentioned, it's, it's important to, to look at different resources and initiatives to, to get something off the ground. So what happens at the moment a lot is that a lot of people and corporates and, and, and entities are getting into blockchain because everyone wants to be on blockchain at the moment. Um, some not for the right reason. So as some of you can maybe summarize what are the key benefits of why it makes sense to build a social impact project on the blockchain versus it not building it on the blockchain. Because sometimes it's, it's efficient to run things on uh, platforms and databases. But what are really the key points to ha have an initiative that actually runs on the blockchain? Uh, for me, uh so I think I used to work for like non-profit a lot in my, you know, whether it's a volunteer work since I was really young, you know. So the thing is that I don't know why here but in Korea, lots of foundations, especially they have a big budget. And then obviously that we have no idea that where is money is going out. And especially like for example, like a high tea, you know, you guys remember what happened to high tea? So, you know, like the I think the status is shows that uh, only like two or three percent or something actually went back to the actual people and then all those other monies kind of disappear. Obviously, you know, we spend the money to pay our step and et cetera, but we don't really know how it goes. So I think the beauty about the blockchain itself that we can really change it, you know, we have to, you know, so it kind of can show the transparency how we are using the money. It's not about the hiding the money, but we all know that how we spend the monies and I think kind of according to the budget, you know, okay, we will spend the, like, you know, 30 per for the fixed cost and something, you know, all different things actually it can be really transparent the way how we are reading the ledger. So I think that like made me very, very excited to think about it. I don't know how and exactly, but you know, I think once we kind of run the project based on that, I think 
many people, oh yeah, the money I'm giving away or a certain thing, oh, it really spent nicely. So I love to give more and I love to remember more projects like that. So I love to see that happen. So for me, if I'm asked, you know, why are we building on a blockchain versus not building on a blockchain? Um, because I myself am also an investor. What is really important for me when I look at it, I always look at, I always ask the question, what are you using the blockchain for? And can it be done with existing technologies? And if it can, then I'm going to ask you to please go back to the whiteboard and redraw and rethink your idea. Are you trying to repackage the old economy and put it on a blockchain? Or are you truly building something as in using blockchain as a technology to enable to resolve an issue? You should never ever try to use the, um, fit the problem to the tool. You build the tool in order to fix a problem. So this is something that uh, I think it's, it's, it's key. Uh, last but not least, I think communications is key especially if you are building, you know, you're in a social impact project, nonprofit, where your investors are like, how do you make money? How do you make money? That's, you know. So rather than talking about how you make money, you look at, okay, what number of people are you impacting? Uh, how many quality partners are you bringing on board your ecosystem? Uh, so maybe in 2017, everyone was judging our project by how many Telegram users you have on your Telegram channel. But for those of you who have actually been, have gone into a Telegram channel, it's horrendous. It's, it's, people can actually pay to buy users. So if you pay to buy users, there are only three kinds of users that you get. you get. You get ghosts, people that don't do anything. You get trolls, people who will literally troll you left, right, center. Or you get fudsters, F-U-D-S-T-E-R-S, people who try to, what we call it, fud the channel, meaning to instill fear. So these are things that I think uh, you need to think about. That's no longer a relevant one. It has to be something that's uh, meaningful and uh, serve its purpose. Uh, I think I agree with Alice. It's like, what are you using the blockchain for? Do you really need a blockchain for that? So I think to break it down again, like, do you really need transparency in what situation? And like, again, like, do you need it to be immutable, which is not to be modified? And I think it, it really boils down. There's really more, there's cheaper alternatives to getting like the to the idea you have implemented. But I think the biggest um, thing that we have seen right now is still the funding portion. It allows you to receive funds from all over the world without nationality, without borders. And I'm really excited on the use cases on like even like healthcare, identity, um, transparency. Anything that's related to transparency. But I would suggest really look at your use case uh, because it's really expensive to implement a blockchain. Although we have NAM right now here. <laughs> but uh, hiring a blockchain developer is really expensive. Do you really need a blockchain for that? So I think that is, I would actually strongly suggest not to use the blockchain if you are doing something within your own company. But if you really have a need of like stakeholders in the ecosystem where I need to share information, that's where the network effect comes in and then you might need a blockchain for that. No, some key points mentioned, of course, transparency is one of the key points to take away, um, open up trusted platforms between parties, taking out the middleman in many cases, actually. Um, it makes sense to look at what, what are the benefits of blockchain and then does it make sense for this project to be implemented, um, to be, have it coded on blockchain, actually. So if you think about women empowerment projects that can be enabled by a blockchain, are there any case studies or examples you can maybe share with the audience? Case studies. 
studies, or I love to do some more case studies. But I think the, for the woman empowerment, uh, I, two weeks ago, I was in San Francisco. So I was, uh, I think, beauty about the blockchain, I think the, it's really getting diverse. So I think right now, you know, like once, like look at, you know, the person who sits right next to you, like, Right and left, everyone can see each other. I don't know you guys come together, but I found that wherever I'm going, actually, I really can meet the different type of the people. Like usually, we can we used to hang out like startup, startup, you know, like finance, finance, you know, like maybe food, food. But here, like really diverse people. So I was uh, I like through my blockchain contact, and then I was like, hey, can you interest me anyone in San Francisco? You know, like who do the impact and woman empowerment, you know, etc. And like through my contact, and then like the person came. So I didn't know who she was. So she came, and then uh, she was an African American lady. And then I, I saw her like, wow, we met. And then like you know, definitely we look so different. You know, the way how we grow up was so different. So I asked her, what do you do? She was, so she was doing amazing things in the community. So she believed that obviously name is easy to use, but often like interviews and stuff, we need to learn different languages like solidities and stuff. So she believed that. It's a good opportunity for the people kind of who know how to do simple programming. So they can, in a way, income-wise, they can make more money. So they do lots of really cool, you know, like education programs, etc. So it, like, you know, open lots of opportunity for the people who get a, you know, better job. I think the, in the, and also one thing I really like of blockchain that we have a new kind of profession, like all blockchain projects we are going, we do have a community manager. I find it's pretty amazing name. So before we didn't have the name for like sound like what like social worker you mean like you know etc volunteer no is a community manager so i think we learned that how to manage the committee is so important men's are good committee manager but i believe the woman are really born to be a really community manager. Women are like wife and you know mom and like very social. We know how to do like lots of a different multitasker work. So I believe that always I encourage that like women like you guys, you know, like there are so many opportunities you guys can be a community manager for a different project. So I'm glad that blockchain came to the world that actually it opened the opportunity for our sisters and you know and everyone can get all like a different position. So I'm glad that it kind of opened up a different error to you know, open the different opportunity we didn't have before. So for me, when it comes to um, women empowerment, I think about it in uh, three, three, three categories. The first thing is um, employment, an alternative form of employment wherever you are, remote, part-time work, for especially um, mothers who have actually gone away from, who have taken maternity leave and are no longer able to return to their full-time job because their companies wouldn't take them part-time. So uh, that is tremendous opportunity for you to work from home. So the second thing is, I look at it from an um, education standpoint. Uh, there is no restriction as in who's earlier, who's better, who's an expert, because the reality is the scene is still changing every day. You may have heard from all of us today, 
we were talking about how we feel that we're lagging behind ourselves because we feel like we've been so busy building our business, we forgot to, again, self-develop to read on. So you can start anytime. Right now, tomorrow, next week, it doesn't matter. YouTube is your fantastic resource. Uh, the Telegram groups is your great learning resource. NEM has got fantastic resource. Reach out to them. The third thing is, of course, as I talk about today in my talk, is about um, financial inclusion that really drives economic empowerment through all these opportunities. I think this is a real question we ask ourselves. How can we really use blockchain for women in marginalized community? So I think uh, I went to Cambodia uh, early this year. So we see like the best kind of entrepreneurship uh, or enterprise, uh, detraining this lady, asking them to do manicure and pedicure. But how do we bring them to the new economy, right? So again, uh, on, to touch on the point of employment, uh, there's a multiple ways of like getting into the space. So of course you have like the community manager as uh, Jay mentioned, you can help to manage the social media. Another thing that some people could do is actually on like airdrops. There's platform for you to say, hey, you do this action, you're getting coins. So that could be uh, another way of like work at home who can do all of this, like, you know, post another telegram or message or tweet it out. So I think this could be an interesting employment for people who are not traditionally employable, uh, people who are at home and uh, such as that. Another thing that I think interestingly how the blockchain could help is actually on microfinancing. So not currently microfinancing, that requires a lot of uh, administration. So with the blockchain being so transparent, like we can even look at the tracking of like the input and output, this could be another way to provide more uh, entrepreneurship opportunities for women in these uh, areas. And entrepreneurship uh, opportunities is actually one of the best things for women in this marginalized community because they don't threaten the men. Yeah, <laughs> because entrepreneurship is perceived to be like, because you have like ups and down and you don't really exactly know like uh, how much is she earning. So uh, they have a report and say that, hey, you know, this is one of the best way for women in this space. And again, uh, I think I mentioned just now, um, women who hold the purse string of the, the family that generally bring more good stuff like buying or spending money on nutrition, spending money on the infrastructure and on the education of the kid. So I think this is two part. And I think interestingly, to move on, another idea is on self-insurance. So in a lot of this community, or you don't have insurance, something happened like, hey, you know, you are like, you have to sell the house away and stuff like that. But uh, with blockchain, some people are actually doing uh, what they call self-insurance. Everybody put a small sum in, and something happened, this community insured itself. So this could be another area for women empowerment in this region. So I don't want to neglect the men in the room. <laughs> so what is also important for all of you to know that, so I see it as two distinct groups, the 18 to the 24, the youngsters, where you think that if you feel that if you didn't do well in university, and uh, traditional industry is not going to take you because you don't have your honours, etc. Guess what? Blockchain can be that key to your economic empowerment. You can be earning a lot more than people who are working in the large conglomerates, believe it or not, from home. The second thing is the other age group, over 50, men over 50, okay? Uh, where now there's no such thing as lifetime employment anymore. You can easily get laid off. I personally have seen how some good colleagues have been done away with with no mercy, but blockchain is that new access to economic freedom for people you know, above that. If you're ready, as long as you're willing to stay relevant and learn, 
that is also economic empowerment to you. So men and women, yeah. So yeah, generally lots of uh, case studies and applications for social empowerment and economic empowerment globally as well. As we heard, getting access to insurance for the unbanked in certain communities or um, having unrestricted access to education online because it's on the blockchain, <laughs> you have free access to it. Um, so also, I don't know if you're familiar with microfinance, um, but often, my, for example, it's been done by the Grameen Bank in Bangladesh. Microfinance loans are actually given to women in those communities because they are the ones who are reliable, who are managing um, the fund and the household and the business to, to, to build it up. So blockchain in general um, will in, has a lot of uh, potential to enable women in different communities around the world and to give them access for work. And one important part about blockchain is not just that blockchain is decentralized, but the people working in blockchain projects are these days decentralized. <laughs> you have it, it's very common that you have your, your team, uh, your, or your office registered in one place, but it's, it's a new trend that the, the team is completely decentralized, which the team is working around the world. You have the developers, maybe some in Ukraine and some in Southeast Asia, um, and the the key team that sits in other parts of the world, and they're they're working together online. So it gives a lot of people in different areas um, also access to employment for, for this decentralized kind of working together, which is becoming um, very prominent these days. So one thing I think I want to mention is generally about blockchain communities as well, is that um, for you to, to get involved um, as well, um, what I noticed, there, there's two, two different groups in blockchain community. Um, so of course you have on one side, you have the crypto hype, so you have the people in it for, for the money and the quick buck. But on the other side, because blockchain itself is such a revolution at the moment to disrupt um, government structures, um, to, to, to find new ways of economic empowerment for everyone in the world. So the people working on this side on blockchain are some of the most inspiring people you can really surround yourself with. I'm completely amazed and I'm personally privileged to work with those people who really want to drive change. They're challenging the status quo um, and really trying to, to change something long-term because blockchain technology itself allows you to really enable certain aspects in this. So for the ones who you are interested to, to get involved in blockchain, um, I just want to open it up to our ladies again. What are the ways you can maybe, what are the key things in the beginning that you can maybe learn more about it? What are the events you can maybe socialize with? Um, how can you collaborate with them? You're already here at the epicenter of it, um, one of the best platforms to build on. I'm not just saying that because they're the host today. Um, and even um, she can speak about it that uh, actually it's running on um, NEM Hit Foundation, right? So it's, it's very accessible. I'm not a coder myself. Um, it's very accessible blockchain if you know what the aspects are of blockchain, the benefits. Um, and then you can think about use cases to build on blockchain and there are partners that can help you on the technical side. You don't have to be on the technical side. But I open it up to you. Um, for anyone interested getting involved more, what are the, the key go-to places to learn more to get involved? I think uh, obviously, you know, the I think I think like this one, it can be like conference or meetup is good, but I think the combination of everything is really good. So I think that you guys can dig into more from where you guys are, like if the student, is there any area that you want to make a changes, like logistic, finance, I don't know, you guys can. There are like YouTube and stuff, like once you just do Google, just a couple words, there are so many amazing contents. Billboard now, like just so amazing, there are really, really good contents. And there's always, you know, go to the meetup and meet the people. I, like me, I met, I like bad habit, I start to have it, I only hang out with the people like from the, the blockchain meetup nowadays. <laughs> because it's so fun to hang out, like just a couple of us, you know, just keep talking about 
about it and you know update each other what we learn and stuff. So if you you know like I think it's amazing that you guys are something first something like that, you know. So it's but always good to study some and also meet friends and you know just anything, just do something really fun though, you know, like don't try to be very academic or study a lot or something. Just find something really fun. I think easier you is successful from everywhere. Yes. Um, I would say that maybe I'm old school. <laughs> so I definitely encourage you to, firstly, there are lots of free resources, you know, like um, depending on how you learn it, YouTube, etc. But I'm sure your local um, chapters are very um, supportive in building courses 101 for you that are subsidized. So take advantage of that. Your meetup groups are also your good source of learning. Uh, just, just, just look around and also network. Go into the Telegram groups. There are so many Telegram groups available that shares a lot of um, bits and pieces of information that help you to understand it. Okay, so I mean, there's like the news site, so you can go to Coin Telegraph to look at the news. If you like videos, of course, you will go to YouTube. And if you want to study, uh, there's a UC Berkeley uh, open source uh, course on uh, blockchain. So that could be that. And then of course, there's a few books around. Uh, I'm writing one too. If you like, no, I'm just kidding. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, I think the biggest thing is like I would like to say is really to try your hands on like say opening a wallet. I think this is where you really get in touch with the blockchain. I think reading is not enough because a lot of people can read like four books and then they have no idea where to start. So I think that is one thing to be really sure and then really drag a friend along to the meetups and you meet more friends because they're all really divergent in the space and pretty weird. So you meet really good friends along the way and collect them. Yeah, that's really as a fun thing to do more than anything else and it's always free beer, free food like this <laughs> so or just treat it as like your social schedule like hey you know instead of treating it as a chore just really go there and have, hang out have fun you know and uh, enjoy the talk yeah please give a big applause to the ladies and also to Nem who made this all possible today <laughs>